Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Boy Terry Rozier, you're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. All right, another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Joe Sway Pavone here. Joel Pavone is the Pavone Brothers show. What up? No Sean. Sean is not here. As you can tell, look how excited Joel sounds. We right kicked now. him out. We kicked him He's out. He's so pumped up right now. Kicked him out of his own studio. <laughs> Sean's on the road. So we're taking over the studios. It's the Pavone Show, Causeway Street Edition. And it's been quite a while, right, Joel? It's been a minute. Yeah, it has. It's been a minute. Just I mean, us two? It's been a minute. Well, yeah, but yeah. in general, I mean, like, the last time we, you know, had an episode, yeah. the Southern's hadn't won a game since before the All-Star break, so well, a lot has changed well, since yeah. then, believe it or not. Well, how about, did, did you survive the, uh, the social media blackout, you know, the Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, you good? Uh, I'm good. I, I, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. What, what exactly was it, though? Like, <laughs> I, I saw people talking about it after the fact. I, was, I, guess, I, I guess I missed it. I guess, I guess that uh, there was a lot of new Twitter users all of a sudden because... Instagram was down, Facebook was down. You couldn't post, you couldn't, you know, talk to anybody. Pretty much, it's just just because of the uh, the uh, the just uh, a blackout. Is it because of the odd Aunt Becky scam going on? Is that what it is? The, the Full House chick. You know what? I don't even know if those two are tied together, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. A bunch of fake college emails. People, people, trying, to, some, people trying to get their education for free, bro. Some sort of scam. <laughs> I get the education hey, for free. Hey, I don't blame them. It's yeah. like it's like doubled at this yeah. point. So yeah, yeah do, do what you got to do. I guess yeah. just don't get caught. Because, Fuck you, Sally. Because yeah. it's, it's a wrap now. Once you get caught, actually no, it's actually uh, it's Navian now. Oh, Navian. Really? Wow. Yeah, they oh, had to wow. change it because I'm, Sally got such a bad rap. I'm dating. I'm dating myself. I'll date myself there a little bit. <laughs> no, sorry, it hasn't yeah. been that long. <laughs> My bad, Sally. For listening. Yeah, that's a big L for her. But you know who's not getting L's? Well, besides the last game, the Southern's are still getting. They got some wins, right? They got one. They got one L, but they got. Three straight wins. Three straight wins after that horrible outing against the like, Rockets. I mean, you, you'll take it at this point. The best three win streak ever, right? 
<laughs> for a team <laughs> for a team like the Celtics for the season that they've had, absolutely, yes, absolutely, right, because this right. wasn't this wasn't a nail biter between them and the Warriors, right? I mean, if you want to, they put they, they put a whooping <laughs> on those Warriors. So if yeah, if absolutely. You wanna, if you want to, you know, take it back to you know. When's the last time the Celtics have, you know, won three games in California, like since like the 1950s or some shit like that? Then yeah, go ahead. Be, be my guest. True, true. But chalk that up to a, but to a good road trip. The schedule doesn't always pan out that way. Not take, not to take anything away from the Celtics. No, but, no, but no. you know, I mean, sometimes, or most of the time, I should say, the NBA tends to, uh, put you on a wacky route on the road. Sometimes it's like one game in, and and Cali, and then you go down to Texas for two, and then back up. You know what I mean? Like remember yeah, how yeah. remember how Mad Sean used to get when he used to do look ahead last season. Well, I mean, sometimes it happens like that. Yeah, because it'd be like you know you have like a game in Utah, and then it'd be like a up game to in LA, and then yeah. you go back to Phoenix, and you go back to LA all right. like in one weekend. Right. So yeah, I, you, you you take what you can get at this right. point. But you know what? The long road trip um, did something some good, obviously, because they put together a bunch of wins, and also they had this. Epic plane ride that everyone's talking about. Infamous this, plane ride. This this infamous plane ride where everyone just clicked this kumbaya moment. Everybody pop edibles? for the Celtics. I mean, I don't know what was going on in that plane. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever know. You know what? It's gonna be like <laughs> we have to wait for like a a, a Kyrie Irving like tell all book in like twenty thirty five, and he's gonna be like, Bro. guys, we did shrooms. Bro. We just all <laughs> no. tripped balls. He's like, we did. We, we hallucinated. We did peyote. We you know, bonded. My native Amer- my newfound Native American family hooked me up. <laughs> With some peyote, and <laughs> they I told finally me that- decided this was the right ro- the right moment <laughs> to have a team bonding experience. Six hour plane ride, hell, even Brad Stevens hooked up. <laughs> he, 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 even he partook. They told Kyrie to wait until the the moment you'll know it's right to break these out. <laughs> All right, when you really need your team to come together, that's when you bring these out. So uh, maybe maybe that was the case. Little Mountain, <laughs> you will know the exact moment. This will be needed for your Celtics family. Bam. He knew it. Right That's there. what happened, huh? Six hours. And plus, you know, you know, they had to come back too. So probably, right. you know, you probably had some leftovers. And we're, we're gonna see we're gonna see the effects in this home stretch. Well, whatever happened on that plane, uh it it, it worked. You know, the clicking is there, the um you know, the the, the, the vibe is there. It, it's a real thing. You Good know, vibes. I was I was Good out vibes. there and uh the the vibes are real. You can feel it. You can feel it within the uh, the team in practice. You can feel it with the uh, the player scrums. Everyone's just sort of bouncing in a really good mood. It's like Phil Collins. You can feel it in the air. And yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you. I mean, it's it's real. So I I do believe it's a turning point. But we'll get into that. Um, we'll see what Joel thinks. Of course, we got Zach Pelican is joining us. I haven't talked to Zach in quite some time, so I'm really excited to see what he thinks because uh, he's sort of a uh, a realist. Well, no, I was gonna say. A, uh, well, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, a realist is a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Bite that blowout loss against the Clippers yeah. that was ugly yeah. as ugly can get. Dude just about to hate lost this season. Uh, he might. Yeah. He might. But you know what? That, that's that's going to make the following episode even yeah. that much better. We'll yeah, I, can, I can just say. hear him right now. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just three games. But, it, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Let's, let's get into it. Does it matter? Does it matter or not, Zach? Zach Peloquin joins us on the phone line. What's up, Zach? Not too much, man. It's been a while. How you been? I know. I know. It's been a really long time. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this road trip, about this Celtics team, <laughs> about the vibe. Is it real, Zach? Is this team going to uh, finally, have they, have, have they reached that turning point that we've been uh, talking about for the last three, four months? With 15 games left? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better hope so because I, they don't really don't have much more time to be able to mess around. So yeah, uh, it's if mid-March, this isn't for so. real, then uh, we, we got some trouble. Yeah. So tell me, I yeah, mean, I, obviously the, I mean, the, the win against the Warriors is obviously the uh, the highlight 
win um, throughout that span, throughout the season, if you ask me, the most impressive win of the year for this team. Um, you saw them come together, second out of a back-to-back, beat out the Kings. They uh, they beat the Lakers. You know, they, they caught that big L against the Clippers. But for the most part, I mean, if you go on the road, I mean, if you – after the Rockets game, put it this way, if someone were to tell you that that, that the Celtics were going to go – 3-1 on that road trip. I mean, you, you take that, right? And considering, or at least assuming that maybe that one loss is against the uh, the, the Warriors. But um, after a loss like that against the Clippers, though, where do you stand? Or how, how do you feel about this team in terms of where they stand moving forward? You know, I'm, I'm actually really happy. Um, that West Coast trip, we saw things from the Celtics that we have not seen for consistent spans for this season. And that was a team that, regardless of the situation, was just gritty willing to go out there and get their hands dirty and played the style of Celtics basketball that we've seen the last couple of years under Brad Stevens. And that's the thing that's really worried me the most this year with the Celtics is that we've seen quit in their game when for the last several years, they didn't quit no matter what the situation was. They were in at pretty much every single game, every night, giving you an honest effort. And I don't know if we could say that all year this year. And this West Coast trip, those three wins especially, we saw a team that was hungry and looked like they kind of know that that uh, the heat is up. The heat is up and they got to show up and start playing. Otherwise, uh, this season could end a lot earlier than they were hoping. So, very good to see. I thought it was a positive sign, but they got to keep it going. The consistency has been the issue. We've seen this happen a few times this year, but we have to see them be able to extend that into this last uh, you know, 12, 14 games of the year because if it's just the West Coast trip and then it you know disappears on them, then it was all for nothing. Well, in your opinion, Zach, what do you think is the reason for all this? I mean, is it really just them just having a kumbaya moment on the plane and everything just clicked all of a sudden? Is there a switch? Is there a switch <laughs> that they just sort of uh, they just needed to sort of talk or, or just hang out? What led to this? Is it did it come down to that plane ride? In your opinion? Or is this a matter of these guys just sort of playing for pride? All of a sudden, now this team is the underdog of the Eastern Conference, whereas a couple of months ago, that wasn't necessarily the case. You know, I think it's a combination of, of both things. I think, you know, the, the quotes that we've heard coming out of the, the, like you said, the historic little plane ride or the uh, the infamous plane ride, if you will, um, the, 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 a lot of the quotes that we're hearing is that Kyrie kind of humbled himself. And I think that's a huge thing for a guy who is clearly the big star on this team. He's clearly the biggest name, and he's a guy going into free agency that's going to be one of the biggest names on the board. I mean, for him to come into whatever conversation, and and for the rumors to be true, potentially, that he humbled himself to these guys and basically said, listen, I know I haven't been doing everything that I can. I've got to do better, both as a leader and as a player on the court. And for him to do that, I think that kind of buys a little bit of goodwill with those younger players who they're trying to find themselves, too. I mean, Boston got lucky last year. They got lucky that a lot of these young guys stepped into roles that they were not expected to be in, and they progressed so quickly that I don't think Boston ever paid that toll. They never paid that toll of the inexperience they had a year ago, and it caught up to them. Let's be honest with ourselves. It caught up to them this year in a big way, and a lot of these players were never able to readapt to new roles on the team. And I think this trip out west for Kyrie to kind of say, listen, don't worry about the egos. Don't worry about, you know... My bad, <laughs> you know, no more of these after game quotes and rants that he goes on about Lord knows what for that to kind of be pushed off to the side and for him to say, you know what, let's just get back to business. Let's just play ball. That's huge. That can change the entire dynamic of the locker room for the remainder of the year. I mean, you've got some good locker room guys too. 
You look around, you got Marcus Smart, you got Marcus Morris. These guys are tough, gritty, good locker room players. Al Horford, I mean, you've got a great group there. And for it to kind of, you know, let's put the egos aside, let's play ball, if that's the conversation that they had on that trip, I think it might work. It might be enough. Um, on top of that, I think the fact that you're coming down the stretch here, and I think all these guys are starting to realize it's do or die time, that also probably puts a little bit of extra pressure on them. We'll get back to Zach in one minute, but I have to take this time to tell you about betonline.ag. If you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Head over to clnsmedia.com slash win and you enter the promo code CLNS50. You'll get a 50% cash back on your first deposit when you use betonline.ag. We've got a lot of great games coming up for the weekend, including uh, the Celtics tonight against the Kings. Great action here. The spread's not too bad. You can win some big money here. Easy money. And all you have to do is head over to clnsmedia.com slash win. You'll get some free cash just for signing up. Think about it. It's a no-brainer. Give it a try. clnsmedia.com slash win. Enter the promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50. Head over to clnsmedia.com slash win. You'll get 50% off your first deposit just for signing up. Now let's get back to Zach. Gordon Hayward. Do you think he's finally getting back into form? Do you think yeah, the Celtics had him come back too soon in the beginning of the season? Now looking, you know, hindsight now, 2020. What's your, what's your opinion on, on Hayward so far? Well, I, I think he's, this last week or so has been really, really good. I think we've started to see a little bit. Uh, you've seen glimpses of what it is that uh, Gordon Hayward can be, and especially in that, that Golden State game. I mean, we saw an entirely different animal there. He was attacking. We're seeing him go back to some more of the athletic moves where he's going to the rim, not afraid of contact, not afraid of, of landing on his, his off foot. And that's a huge sign for me. That, that starts to open my eyes that, you know what, he's not afraid – of some of the physical limitations that he had early on in the season. Did he come back too early? Maybe. Uh, you know, I think it's more of a mental thing for him at this point. I think physically he's as healed as he's going to be. Obviously, there's the flow of the game that he has to get back into. There's, uh, you know, experiencing situations again that maybe he, he's, you know, a little uh, ill-prepared for in a sense that he's missed an entire year of basketball. But for me, I, I think it's all mental. And I think once he gets over that completely, you'll start to see the same player that he was. And, you know, I, from the reports that we've seen, there's really not been any pain tolerance issues with the ankle. There's really no physical limitation with the ankle at this point. I mean, it's a matter of him just being able to trust his body. And I think once he gets that back full tilt and he's able to go out there and, and do his thing, I think, you know, he's the most important player down the stretch here for him and, and into the playoffs. Because if you get, let's say, 85 to 90% of Gordon Hayward that we saw in Utah, that is a huge pickup. And I mean, people all over Twitter and everywhere else were saying, you know, if you get that version of Gordon Hayward back post trade deadline, you've got the best player out of anyone after the trade deadline. So. Be anxious to see what happens here down the stretch for them. The seeding matter for a team like this, Zach. I mean, we, we know home court is out of the question right now at, at this point in the season, and where the Celtics are right now, you know, top five. But um, out of the, out of the, uh, the 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 realm of possibility, if we're talking about a top two seed, but um, in, in your opinion, how important is it for the Celtics to grab that third seed? They do have a shot with the with, with the two games that they still have to play against the Indiana Pacers, um, so the, it is there for them. It is possible but in your opinion what's best for the Celtics do they have to grab that three seed are they better off at the four or five or is it still too early to tell 
Well, the funny part of it now is because they're not going to get the one seed, which I think was the, you know, that was obviously the, the apple of their eye. That was what they wanted at the end of the day is to get that number one seed, get home court throughout. I think since that's kind of gone and the odds that they're going to catch Toronto are very slim in these last 14 games, I think the seeding's kind of out the window. Now I think it's all about the matchups. Now you've kind of gone to that situation where it's an NCAA tournament bracket where find the teams that you actually match up well against. You might even have a few games down the stretch where you say, you know what, if we can stay away from playing Toronto in the second round, maybe that's a better setup for them. Mm-hmm. You know? So when I look at the seeding, I would say 4-5 actually isn't that bad of a situation. My biggest thing, stay away from Toronto as long as you can because that's the team that I think matches up with Boston the best. Uh, in, in terms of a seven-game series, and that can give you the most trouble. I think Boston, when you look at it, if you're playing Indiana in the first round, that should be a pretty much lock-stock win, regardless of whether you're on the road or not. So a 4-5 seed situation doesn't really matter to me. I don't think it's going to make a big difference either way around. But that second-round matchup, that's the one you really want to be careful with because you get into that third seed, there's a good chance you're going to Toronto, and you're going to play a team that maybe matches up against you best than anyone else in the Eastern Conference. Though Boston has played well against Toronto this year, that's still not a team that I'm too amped up to go play uh, up there in uh, the Air Canada Center. And, I mean, you look at it, you know, I tend to think Brad Stevens can game plan to slow down Giannis and can turn that into a season, or turn that into a series, I should say, uh, that, uh, that Boston will have the advantage in, regardless of whether you're going to Milwaukee or otherwise. So, for me, honestly, if, if I had to choose, if I had to choose a seed for Boston, that would be best fitting for them. Give me the fourth seed. That's where I'm looking. Interesting. Um, before we started recording, me, me and uh, Sway here were discussing that, and I, I, I'm pulling for like the highest seed possible. But then you're right. Thinking about like the second round, yeah, because you don't want to see Toronto second. That's round. That's true, but I think this, the way the season has gone for the Celtics, I'm, I'm not sure if they necessarily have to, you know, think about the second round already. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like it's that type of season, you know, and it's been inconsistent, and, and obviously here down the stretch, I think it. It'll depend on you know health reasons and 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 like you said matchups between like Indiana and and, and even Philadelphia. Philadelphia, you know, they've been they've been inconsistent even after their this you know their two huge trades or whatever. But I think for the most part, if they're if they're able to just have like good momentum going into the playoffs, I don't really don't I don't know. It might not matter to them who they mm. who they face. But I know I know that I think that they would prefer to be at home, obviously at least in the first round. Yeah, for sure. I mean, home court doesn't hurt you in any way. Playing in Boston is one of the best uh, home court advantages, I think, in all of basketball outside of maybe Golden State. Um, You know, short of that, I think you've got one of the best home crowds in all uh, of the NBA, and it can't hurt you. (laughs) There's no doubt that it it just can't hurt you. Um, But, like I said, assuming you take care of business in that first-round matchup, whether it's Philly or Indiana or whatever other strange possibility you could end up with. I mean, assuming you take care of business in that first-round 4-5 matchup, do you want to walk into Toronto and play a team that's filled with guys who have some have uh, championship rings, some have you know all-NBA-level uh, you, you, know, you know, guys like Danny Green, who I know you, you don't really think of him when you think of Toronto, but I mean, he's played in, in how many playoff games? You've got Kawhi, who has been uh, a finals MVP. You've got, uh, you know, Serge Ibaka, who's been to a finals with, with mm-hmm. OKC. I mean, that's a team that knows what they're doing once you get to playoff time. And I think that move for DeMar DeRozan, for Kawhi Leonard, this season, 
throw it out the window. The regular season, it make it almost makes no difference in my mind between who you had between DeMar DeRozan or Kawhi Leonard. In the postseason, that is an entirely different animal. Now you've got a guy who knows his way through the the NBA playoffs. Now you've got a guy who knows what it's like to win an NBA championship. That's a team for me that I do not want to see in the second round. And like I said, with with Giannis, with that 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 Milwaukee um, roster and the way that they're built out, there's something about that team for me that just feels like, regardless of how well they did in the regular season. You find a way to zone up on Giannis and you keep him limited and you put him on the line all day long and you make him beat you from the perimeter. That's almost like playing those Cleveland teams that had LeBron back in the mid to late 2000s where it's one guy, unless they get two or three guys shooting from the outside, you should have a pretty good shot against them. And I think Brad, I I trust in him enough to where he can put together a game plan that you're going to be able to take care of a Milwaukee team. So yeah, home, home court. Very important. I think the matchups are going to be the biggest thing in the playoffs for Boston this year. Well, speaking of Brad Stevens, what do you think so far with this starting lineup? Does he stick with this starting lineup? Um, because you have, you know, Morris has been a little bit inconsistent as of late. Uh, you have yeah, Gordon Hayward on, playing well, and you have Jalen Brown playing well. Does he stick with the same the same starting lineup, or does he make a tweak here and there towards the towards the home you know, stretch? You know, I'd really like to see him uh, swap one of those uh, two guys, uh, whether it's bringing Smart or Morris back to the bench or and getting uh, Jalen Brown or uh, Gordon Hayward back into the starting lineup. I'd like to see one of those two, preferably Marcus Morris coming off and Hayward going on. Uh, reason being, I think Hayward is a better passer. I think he fits into the flow of the offense a little bit better, and I think he's started to learn some of these guys a little bit better over the course of this year. Because, yeah, again, we have to remember, he did not play with these guys last year. This is his first year with the Celtics for all intents and purposes. So when it comes down to it, I think he's starting to learn the other guys' games on the floor, and we're starting to see him play more and more throughout the course of the season in crunch time minutes which means he is kind of the favorite guy when it comes down the stretch because I think, one, Brad trusts him with the ball in his hands when the game's in crunch time. And additionally, I think he's a more versatile offensive player than what you get in Morris. Morris is kind of that, I don't even want to call him a 3 and D because he'll just shoot it wherever he gets the ball, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a gunner. He's a gunner, I guess is the best term for, for Marcus Morris. And I love him. I do, but... Um, that, you know, at the end of the day, I think in this offense, in the confines of, of this this uh, uh, space and pace offense, you know, Gordon Hayward is going to be able to make some passes and some decisions that you're not going to see a Marcus Morris make. So for me, reintegrating him into that starting lineup, uh, that might be the way to go. Uh, Jalen's actually played, I, I think, a little bit better in the second half here. It looks like he's getting a little bit more involved defensively, uh, a little bit more focus on the defensive end of the floor, which for me really sparked him offensively because we, when we saw that playoff run a year ago, when you got him onto those uh, difficult defensive assignments, he would take that as a challenge, and you saw him offensively get into attack mode. When he's going to the rim with authority and he's using that athleticism that is second to very few in the NBA, he is one of the most exciting players, one of the most explosive players, I think, in the Eastern Conference. Um, and, and for him, it's just a matter of getting his head in the right place because he's such a smart guy that he, he I tend to think he overthinks situations. Um, but when it comes down to it, like you said, like you said, with the starting lineup, I would like to be able to see one, maybe just one, not necessarily both of those guys pulled out um, of the starting lineup in terms of uh, Smart and Morris, but change out one of the two, see how that affects you over these last 10, 12, 
12, 14 games. And, and maybe, you know, if you see something positive that works, then, then go for it. Because this is going to be the last stretch of time that, that Brad Stevens is going to be able to play around that starting lineup and his rotations. And he's got to get it right uh, as you go into the playoff time. Because, as we all know, that bench shortens. Your lineups and your minutes are very important when you get into playoff time. And, you know, when it all comes down to it, if you don't have it right by the time that, uh, you know, tip off of that first round happens, you can really put yourself at a disadvantage. You know, it always cracks me up when the ball swinging around behind the arc. And then as soon as Morris gets it from, like, the elbow, it just, like, stops. Going up. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> There's always that one dude in the corner being like, okay, you got that, Marcus. There all you right. go. <laughs> I was wide open over here, but all right. Sometimes you might hear from the bench, like, from the south of the bench, like, one more, one more. Yeah. One yeah. More. <laughs> nope. it's, like, it's like, all right, Marcus, you were the only one, uh, the only one who had a, a man in front of you, but you decided to take it? That's cool. All right, that's cool, Marcus. All right. It's all good. Good shot, Marcus. Good shot. All the time. <laughs> hey, Zach, last week, uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, again, um, talked about what, what, what's been bothering him. And that's, of course, <laughs> the media, right? Oh, it's the media. He didn't ask for all this and the fame. The guy who, uh, did Uncle Drew. He's got another movie coming, you know, in the works. And, uh, just sort of for a guy who talked about not enjoying the spotlight so much, you know, it was kind of, uh, it's funny hearing that from him, but of course now he's he's, he's singing a different tune. You know, he uh, uh, apologized to the media. It was the peyote man it was the peyote. A, a, a recent article on Yahoo. Um, <laughs> apologized to the media. You, you talked about what happened on that plane. It sounds like he was opened up to to his to his teammates and talked about, of course, um, and what was it after the um, the Lakers win? How he hasn't been the best leader. He's got to be better. Um, what, what, set an example for the younger guys, right? Yeah. Right. Which we've heard this. We've heard this before months ago. You know, I, I'm not. My question to you isn't necessarily if he's going to uh, revert back to being that guy from one week ago. My question is, uh, how much does this? How much of an effect does this have on the team? You know, because they, they've heard this before, right? Yeah. And, and throughout this this uh, this swing, you know, winning three games in a row on the on the road and out in California, I feel like you you can give him some credit, but you can't give him all the credit, right? I mean, it takes an entire team to to be on the same page and put forth that kind of effort that we saw against the Golden State Warriors. I mean, how much of this do you are you putting this on Kyrie, and how much of it is the entire team as a whole? Well, I'll tell you what, the the quotes that we heard from Terry Rozier, I think it might have been after the Golden State game, uh, where he came out and made some comments about, you know, when Kyrie is in that good mind frame and, and he, he's got everything going and, you know, he's, he's positive and we feel like he's positive, we vibe off of him. We basically, you know, take what he does and we turn it into the, you know, everyone starts to feel it. And when he's negative and he, you know, he, he got a little murky in terms of the wording, but it was ultimately, you know, when he's negative and he's in a bad mood it kind of also <laughs> kills the mood too so it's like yeah. you know it, Ter- terry struggles with words sometimes yeah, yeah you know uh, yeah that, that louisville education you know i mean they, they spend a lot of time and you know shout out Rick, to rick Pitino. Pitino. Yeah, there you go yeah, uh, <laughs> you spend a little more time you know at those uh, at, at the basketball house if, if yeah. You will. yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. when the ladies well, came over well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but, you know, I, I think that's telling, though. I mean, because Terry basically came out and said, like, yo, it, like, when he is positive, it changes the whole entire vibe around the team. And, I mean, here's the thing. These guys spend how many months with each other all the time in the gym after practice all this time? And, I mean, if you have a locker room that's divided or has whatever weird issues that these guys have had this year – it will wear on you. Like there's, there's no way around it. You can't spend that much time with someone or a group of people and, and not have that start to wear on you. I mean, I played college basketball for one year, and in that time, whenever there was, you know, 
friction between two guys or multiple you know guys in a group like you spend too much time with those people he is such a polarizing star in the nba right now because you gotta you gotta recap this whole thing over the last two years he forced his way out of cleveland because he could not handle hanging with LeBron James because of <laughs> all of whatever that goes along with that. Maybe maybe negativity. Then, who knows? Yeah, you know, potentially <laughs> a little negativity when Kyle Kuzma has to throw him at someone to play defense. You know that, that whole entire thing. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I mean he, he left Cleveland on on the note that he did, where he basically shot his way out of town because he said, "I can't play with LeBron anymore. I'm done with this. I'll take surgery over playing with him again." He comes into Boston, was an ideal citizen a year ago because he knew that all of the spotlight was going to be on him. And then this year, when he thought that it was going to be kind of, okay, we're just going to win, we're going to walk through the Eastern Conference, and things didn't go his way, I'm sorry, but the Boston media market is one of the most difficult in the entire country to play with. And if you're playing poorly, they're going to let you hear it. So for Kyrie, I think it was kind of a rude awakening to what it is he thought he wanted the whole time. And now that he has it, now that it's in front of him day in, day out, he's got cameras in his face all the time, he's kind of getting what he asked for. And I don't think he really understood exactly what that all meant. So I think he's now finally coming around full circle saying, well, this is kind of what I asked for. So I got to man up and just take care of it. Because in all honesty, I know a lot of people will have issues with, you know, Kyrie Irving and, you know, the way he talks about things and the way he, you know, kind of positions things and, um, you know, being, you know, an intellectual, you know, he's a Duke guy and all that stuff. I mean, my feeling is he's a very, very smart guy. He's a very, very motivated guy. And, you know, he runs hot and cold. And when he's hot, he can absolutely, you know, I mean, he, he can win an NBA Finals, which he did. But when he's cold, oh my gosh, he could—he's he, poison. He can be poison. And when he, but but when he realized that, that's the big thing. And I think that that's what we saw last week is that he's realized it really does hinge that much on him being the star of this team. And I think for him to realize that, that might be the key to really turning this thing around and getting them going come the playoff time. You sure he's not going to get cold again, Zach? I don't know, man. I, no guarantees. No guarantees. <laughs> I think I think these next this next week or two is going to tell a lot to us. But the thing is, you have 14 games going to the playoffs. You tell me that they win, let's say nine of those, maybe ten of those. You go ten and four into the playoffs, and they they warm up here. That might be enough to really get them on a run. Because let's let's be honest with ourselves. They are still, spite of everything we've seen, they are still more than likely the most talented team in the Eastern Conference. Right, and, plus seed, he, he, and they're still the most talented team in the East. I concur. Right, and, and, and people also forget the fact that Kyrie lives for these moments, right? The playoffs. Yeah. I mean, even if it's the first round, whatever we're talking yeah. about, Kyrie hasn't been in the playoffs for two years. Like, think about that. You know, Kyrie, that's when he performs at a high level. That's the reason exactly. why the Cleveland Cavalier teams, well, of course, with LeBron James, but, I mean, he was pretty much right there. If we're talking about numbers-wise, I mean, look it up. A lot of those playoff runs. 1A, 1B. 1A, 1B, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, LeBron was obviously the closer, but sometimes Kyrie had to close some games too. And when he did, you know, things were things worked out well. They cruised through the Eastern Conference the last time they went to the NBA Finals together. Um, Kyrie hasn't played in the playoffs since, and he put up one of easily the most impressive uh, playoff performances that we've seen from him. And you can say the same thing about him the year before that. So I, I just feel like at the end of the day, Kyrie isn't the guy that Celtics fans should worry about. My concern is um, if things get shaky – are we going to see guys like, I don't know, someone like Jason Tatum 
uh, be afraid to step up in the big moment? Yeah. Are we going to see someone like, uh, I don't know, Gordon Hayward not be, and I'm not asking him to be Mr. 30 point scorer that we saw against the Warriors, but I'm asking him to be consistent offensive threat off the bench. Is Jalen Brown going to be that same guy? Jalen Brown's had one hell of a month, you know? Well, yeah. we're in March now, but yeah. if you look back pretty much since the All-Star break, he's been consistent. He's been solid, especially on the defensive end. And I just think the Celtics, they need that from him so badly. They need that, that, uh, not necessarily a lockdown defender, but that consistent defensive threat that you can essentially put on a, uh, uh to, to, to cover the wing and, and protect that three-point arc. Because, you know, we've seen it throughout the course of the regular season. When opposing teams get going from behind the arc, the Celtics can really fall behind. And that's, those have just sort of been the weaknesses that we've seen throughout the year. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, even, even someone like Terry Rosier, who had a good road trip, in my opinion, he needs to get going as well because obviously he's playing for a contract, whether it's here or somewhere else. Like this, this playoff, this playoff run, how, however deep it is, he needs to, you know, wake up as well. And I think he, he's realizing that. And, and he's someone that's been vocal about everything that's been going on this season as much as, you know, the four or five other, other guys as well. So my final question to you, Zach, is, how far can this team go right now, despite of everything that's happened? Can they still make it to the NBA Finals? Can they even win the NBA Finals? They absolutely can make it to the NBA Finals. Uh, I, I think this team, like I said, they may be the fifth seed right now in terms of you know record and what we've seen in the regular season, but this team is still as talented and as deep as any team in the Eastern Conference, no questions asked. Uh, and, and I think the way the Eastern Conference is shaking out for them, I mean, let's say you know, a playoff started today, you get an Indiana Pacers team who are missing their best player in Victor Oladipo. I think that is a winnable series, to, to say the least. You probably play a Milwaukee team in the second round, which I think is a one-star show that you can uh, probably take care of in, in the second round. And then you're probably talking about Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals, which in spite of all of the nice things I said about yeah, them. I don't know, Zach. Uh, I, I, I don't know I, about I, that I matchup. Still, <laughs> I still like Boston in a seven-game series against them. Yeah. I do. So all all things you know remaining equal, I, I think you still got a great shot at getting out of the East. I don't think it's uh, you know I don't think we're, we're we're done seeing what this team can do by a long shot, especially if they get some momentum on their side and they get their heads right. In terms of winning a finals. That's where it gets a little interesting because we have seen a greatly diminished Golden State team over these last week or, uh, mm. yeah, probably probably going on two weeks now where they have just looked awful. Yeah, they lost to the um, fucking now, Suns, Zach. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's been pretty bad. The one thing it's the Southern Warriors have in common. Yeah. Even yeah, yeah exactly. But, um, but I mean, for Golden State, you have to wonder, is this is this just a blip on the radar, or are we looking at a team that maybe isn't quite as tight as we thought they were after a, a pretty good run through the midseason? Um, you know, Kevin Durant and, and Draymond Green and, and DeMarcus Cousins, there's a lot of personality between those two. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I, I think to put it politely, I mean, there there's beef there. There's beef there, and you can tell. And I mean, the Steve Kerr <laughs> lip reading of the I'm so sick of Draymond shit. Yeah. I, you know, he's going on between those three guys. That was pretty obvious. Yeah. That was obvious. We knew what he said there. And you know what? The that lip readers got it wrong. To where it can knock you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, so. they're, they're, I, think they're, I think they're the most vulnerable they've been. So that's why I think, like, if the Celtics were to have that lightning in the bottle, catch lightning in the mm-hmm. bottle, you know, towards the end of the season, to the regular season, into the playoffs, and they're able to 
you know, Kyrie turn it up a notch because, like Sway said, it's been two years and he's been dying to get back into the postseason. And, and, and they go on this run even even better than they did last season without him and without Gordon Haywood. And you get to the finals and you meet up with the Warriors. It's, I, think it's, I think it's a toss-up. Mm. I think it's a toss-up. I mean, you do have Oracle Kyrie, right? There you go. He, he, Oracle he, Kyrie. He likes that building, especially in June. Yeah. yeah. I think Brad Stevens in general <laughs> likes that building. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think Brad Stevens, he, he, I think he, he actually talked about that before yeah, the game. I think yeah. he likes that building. Yeah. I really think. I really do. So. Yeah. He likes to silence those guys. Yeah. Well, Zach. Wow, interesting stuff, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Zach. Zach Pelquin. Appreciate you, man. Always great insight. Always great uh, perspective. Thank you, gentlemen. It's- we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to get you in here sometime. You know what? Maybe when it starts getting nice out, you know? We'll, yeah. we'll get you down here. Yeah, no snow on the ground. We'll get some, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get the, uh, the the pool going. You know, we'll have, we'll have a good time. Yeah. Barbecue, you know, a couple of brews. <laughs> and some great debates. Sounds good, guys. It's been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Talk uh, to you later. Zach Pelegrin at uh, CausewayStreet.com. Thanks a lot, Zach, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon, probably before the postseason, I think. You know, get some pers- get some more perspective on the matchups there. Thanks a lot, brother. Yeah, man. I think people sleeping on the whole Kyrie in the playoffs thing, you know? I'm telling you. But also, you can't forget about what's going on up north. I mean, look, the Toronto Raptors are in a situation with guys who – have been so hungry to make it to the NBA Finals. And I'm thinking of two guys in particular. One guy has a whole lot of experience there. I think you know which guy I'm talking about. Kawhi Leonard has not only been there, but he's been the guy. Another guy. To carry a team to an NBA title. Another guy who hasn't seen the postseason in two years. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he he has carried a team to the NBA Finals and to a championship. Yeah. Been there. Big moments. The last postseason in general... Obviously, he didn't quite get there, but he was the MVP of that postseason. Yeah. He was incredible, unbelievable. Done things that Raptors fans have never seen. Mm-mm. And, of course, I'm talking about DeMar DeRozan. I mean, this is a, a clear upgrade. We saw we were saying this during the offseason, and it's even more evident now. And then you have another guy, a player who has been a resident of Canada for, what, about a month now, or less than a month? Marcus Saul has been dreaming of getting to the NBA Finals essentially throughout his entire, for the bulk of his career. Those Memphis teams... Since he got traded to Memphis. Those teams <laughs> just couldn't... Yeah, pretty much. Those teams, they just couldn't get past the Lakers. And well, then well, came San the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then came the Warriors. Thunder. And then before you knew it, the the, the, the core just, just aged. You know, they, they just couldn't do it anymore. They had to break up the band. Now, he's in a unique situation where it's like, okay... I don't have to carry the load. I can do my thing here. I can find my role here. Right now, he's still coming off the bench. Whether he starts to come off the bench, I think it's irrelevant in his eyes because what he's able to do, not only from the outside, he got another perimeter shooter. When he gets going, he can get the outside shot going. Uh, he can beat you up down low. He's one hell of a passer. I mean, from top to bottom, you can't tell me no. You can't tell me another team that's deeper than the Toronto Raptors right now. Well, don't forget Jeremy Lin too, bro. Marcus Saul. <laughs> can be the difference between Game 7 knockout and going to the next round. And if I'm talking about Game 7 in Toronto against the Celtics, I mean, that's a tough matchup for the Celtics, man. I'm telling you. Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Saul, Danny Green. Talk about a guy yeah, with... That's, with a, that's an underrated dude. Talk about another guy with, with, with championship pedigree who can give you... Who could give you plenty on both ends of the floor. I know Dutra hates that dude, but yo, he's, he's consistent. Consistent 
10, 12 points guy a night. Oh, it's ridiculous. Jacking up, you know, making at least three, four three-pointers at, at any given moment. And then he'll turn around and get in your face and, 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 and guard you up and on the other end. Yep. And D you up. I mean, right. you don't see other teams out there that, that have guys like these. No. You know, from top to bottom. And I didn't even mention Siakam. Now you got to put him in the conversation. What a fucking year from this guy. <laughs> Jeez. They pretty much decided. He's like, he's like the best years of Serge Ibaka in, in his early 20s. Yeah. With Serge Ibaka as like option three in the front court. Not only that, but as as like having Ibaka as a mentor at the same time. Jeez. Like he, 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 it's like, it's like having, you know, the answers to the test. You're, you're you're cheating, but yeah, you're doing it the right way, and and you're you're getting the touches. You're you're the guy. You're yeah. not the understudy. Yeah, they pretty much just said Valanciun is who. Yeah, like you remember, right? right? That was their guy. That was their guy, and his and, and Siakam took the ball literally and ran with it, mm. and and he's still running. So that that's not an easy guy to stop because he can, he can go off for twenty plus in any given night. And these are the teams that go deep in the playoffs. The teams that have guys who can give you a little bit of everything that you could possibly ask for from a basketball team a primary score a closer a lockdown defender a defender down low in the paint an outside shooter who who's a big as well yeah can lock you down home court advantage i mean these are the type of teams that you see before the playoffs even start and you're like that team's gonna go far yeah that team has a shot at the nba finals i think as as, as uh well as we've been talking up toronto i think the two advantages that the celtics have over toronto is Kyrie Irving, but I don't think they have an answer for Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. and Brad Stevens. I think Brad Stevens obviously is the more experienced coach. Over Nick Nurse? Come on, man. Yeah, man, come on. Over, <laughs> over Mr. Nurse. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I agree. And I'm, I'm kidding. I think it's going to it's gonna play a big part in the, in the playoffs. It's the Bobby Fischer, man. Oh, he's the Bobby Fisher of oh. the NBA. Bro. Oh, we're going, we're going philosophical now. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> hey, best of seven series. I mean, you talk about being the underdog, and when you have Brad Stevens at, at the helm, that's the guy who's thinking three steps ahead, and that's the guy who he coaches two games against the same team in the best of seven series. He's gonna have something for you in game three. He's gonna have to. He's 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 a, he's the chess master. So the others do have that in their favor. But um, it's gonna be a huge postseason though for yeah. for for Brad. This is this is where this is where he's gotta put on his big boy pants mm. and figure it out because this is the team that he's finally has wanted since the moment he signed that contract, a championship contending team with all star players and experience. There's, there's there's nothing more. It's something he hasn't had ever ever. Yeah, not even on the collegiate level. He he never had a favorite. Like, this is this is I mean regardless of what's happened throughout the season, yeah, regardless this is of, a this is the Easter Conference favorite, yeah. And regardless of how fans, Celtics fans, feel about who should have been traded or who should have never been signed, no, this is the roster up and down that Danny Ainge built for Brad Stevens, and Brad Stevens has got to figure it out. Mm. He's got to figure it out. Got this home stretch, and like Zach said, if they go ten and four the rest of the season. Then they got all the momentum on their side going into the postseason. That's it. Nothing more. Yeah, I think, in my opinion, they're going to need that. They're definitely going to need that. All right, let's wrap this show up the way we wrap up every single episode here on the Causeway Street Podcast. Um, in case you missed it, 
Uh, there's been a lot going on, so I, I, I can I can think of a couple stories that you have listed there. <laughs> but I mean, I I can't wait to see what else you got because you always got some surprise that some story that I haven't heard about. Well, J Lo got engaged. No, <laughs> <laughs> Extra <laughs> <laughs> to this cheating bastard, you know, name fucking A Rod. Fucking TMZ, bro. Jose Canseco back in the news. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and no, he's not coming back to baseball. <laughs> That's not it. And no, he hasn't snitched on someone else about using steroids. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. Mookie Best has been juiced for years. <laughs> the fuck out of here. No, in case you missed it, um, I'm pretty sure by now people have heard about this, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, this incident between Russell Westbrook and a Utah Jazz fan. Yes, yes. In Utah. Okay, so the uh, the backlash from that, um, I mean, just to recap a little bit, a uh, Utah fan, a uh, guy and uh, his wife were heckling Russell Westbrook. Apparently, it's not the first time. Uh, wait, wait, This is not the first time in Utah, or this is not the first time with, with this couple? This is not the first time... Oh, that's a good question. I think it's a. It's not I, I the think first, it's, I think it's that arena. I think it's, yeah, it's yeah. not the first time in Utah. Right, not the first time in Utah. Yeah, because Donovan Mitchell put yeah. that post up. Yeah, yeah, saying, it's not the first the, time. Okay. Yeah, it's not the yeah. first time in Utah. They, I think they're season ticket holders. Right. Okay. So it's he's always behind, like the visitors bench. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. And heckling again, Westbrook, um, and the video that's been circling around the internet, you can't quite hear what the fan is saying to Westbrook, but you can clear, you yeah. can hear it clear as day what West, how his response was, what Westbrook's response was to this couple. Right. That, you know, I will fuck you up, you and your wife, mm. type of thing, you know, like, trust me, like, yeah. I promise you. Yeah, that very, type he was of, very adamant. Very adamant. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's, I, I, I don't think that's someone you want to mess with, like, yeah. honestly. And, like, even before this happened, I've been noticing <laughs> that, a lot of people get into it with Russell Westbrook, yeah. and it's almost like they want to see him like react. Yeah. It's like they want to they, they want to they see want like him a, on Sports Center. Yeah, they want to see him like not only that, but they want to see him like like pull a Ron Artest yeah. and like jump into the to the stands type of shit. And I, I I would hope that he's smart enough not to do that, but I still don't want to see him like in a parking lot, <laughs> you know, after a game. I don't. I wouldn't want to do that. Right. So you know, back to this recent incident, the fallout. Russell Westbrook gets fined twenty five grand from the league. That's exactly what I predicted. Yes, twenty five thousand. That's about right. When you when you you curse, when you curse, no, 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 just 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 fined. No suspension. No suspension. Really? Yeah, no suspension. I think, given the tone of the heckling, that apparently it was something racial. Right, right. But then they showed the guy. Mm -hmm. He had an interview. I don't know if it was the local media. Well, that's what that's that was my next part. Okay, the follow. Okay, from the league. Suspended Westbrook. They also banned this fan, and mm-hmm. I believe the, his wife as well. Banned for life from 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 the Jazz's arena. Can't go back. It doesn't matter if he has season tickets, regardless. But now, Which this, I always wonder how how does that happen? What I know, he, right? What if he what if he goes like he goes to the balcony or something? You know, he gets he gets like scalp some tickets. Are they gonna like compare his like his face to a picture that they have or something? Like, nope, can't come in. Or like, or, 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 like the you, moment he walks into the arena, like his you know everyone yeah, gets like you, facial recognized right. or some shit. Like, like what if he what if he goes to a Utah game in in twenty twenty two? Like, are they really gonna be like, no, not you again, bro? Like, hey, brother, you know I, you I can't be here for three here. years ago. 
You racist bastard, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, how do you ban Giving somebody? us Salt, Salt Lake City fans a bad name. Get out of here. <laughs> like, no one, they don't take IDs with your ticket. Like, I, I, I always wondered how, they, how do you pull that off? This is just like, we're just going to try to ban him and hopefully he doesn't come back. But. I know, right? If he buys like tickets from like a scalper. Yeah. Like, like how, how do, do they know? All right. That's true. You're right. You're right. Um, or like like two years from now. <laughs> like how do you ban someone from life from any establishment? Lifetime, bro. <laughs> lifetime, lifetime ban. Lifetime Unless the guy's like world famous or like someone that you would recognize on site. Yeah. But fucking lifetime. Um, <laughs> so now apparently the guy is going to sue Westbrook because of this. That's the oh, that's okay. the latest. All right. From Mr. Heckler. For lack of a better term, <laughs> did, the, did the NBA say? Did the NBA release the the, the audio that they have or the video? Like, why are they so? Well, why are they so convinced that he, since, he said that? Since since the incident, said those things. Since the incident, like people have been screenshotting his Twitter. This uh, the fans' Twitter. Oh, that's right. It's a lot of a lot of stuff. stuff. A lot of, yeah. yeah. At first, when what did I he say again, like get get back on your knees where you. Used yes, to yes. According to Westbrook, he says, you know, get back on your knees where you belong. Jeez. Something along those lines. Don't quote me on that, but yeah. something along those lines. Slavery, I believe he's talking about. Yeah. So when, when Westbrook said that, at first I was like, because before he even said what he thought or what he heard from the, the, the fan, when he just said racial, the first thing that popped in my mind, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, what did he say, the N-word? Like, yeah. that's the type of, that's the, those right. are the type of things that come to, to my mind. But when I heard what he actually said that, oh, you know, get back, you know, get back on your knees where you belong or mm-hmm. get back on your knees where you've, you know, you've been before. Mm-hmm. I looked at it, I didn't look at it as racial the first time he said it. I looked at it as like, you know, like... Sexual? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, kind of, but like, more like, yo, you're, you're, you're trying to, you're, you're messing with my manhood type of thing. Like, oh, you're trying yeah. to call me like, you know, you know... Gay. Yeah. <laughs> you could say it. I right. guess. No, I was trying to, you know, like, like calling like a sissy, like, oh, yeah. oh, you know, get back on your knees, you know, you're, you've, you've been in that position before type of deal. Yeah. Like, oh, no, now you're questioning my manhood. Like, yeah. that's disrespectful. Like, that's what, that's how I took it with the first time I heard Russell, you know, say that. And then he was like, no, like, I think it was, cause I even, I, I think even he said it, he was like, I think that was racial. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Mm. I'm thinking like, oh, yo, you're trying to question me as a man. Nah, he was taking it back to the, yeah, he was to saying, those years. So then, no, but then I still was like, um, I don't know if that's racial, but then, Again, seeing his his tweets from you know a year ago or and and so forth, he's brought up Westbrook before, and it's mm-hmm. like you know get get out of the country, go back to where you came from, wow, those type of things. So I think the NBA really investigated that. Yeah, he actually well, he, and even and even Mitchell, um, they didn't even have to because people were retweeting. Exactly, yeah, taking screenshots yeah, yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. So I think and, even, and he, um, he he deleted everything as if like, that's going to yeah, like Donovan oh, Mitchell screenshots of screenshots, man. You can't, <laughs> Someone's screenshot is not going to change. Those are receipts. Yeah, it doesn't just like, it's not like Back to the Future here where no, it just, no. you know, disappears like a no. picture. Why don't you put something up on the internet? It might take a while, but it'll be found again. Plain and simple. I mean, even Donovan Mitchell was just like, yo, like, I'm not standing for this. <laughs> but you even got current and ex-NBA players like Matt Barnes coming out saying, yo, Utah Jazz fans are the most racist fans in the league. Like, wow. So it's like now it's getting to that point. You know, and as a and as a and as a Boston sports fan myself and you as well, I'm just glad that it's not the focus isn't on Boston right now or something <laughs> like this. So people to open up, you know, uh, to open up yeah. ESPN's eyes, you know, Mister. It's not gonna change anything. Ismael, you know, Gutierrez and Mister Bomani Jones. It's not change. I know, I know, but still, yeah. I, you know, I, I can I can hope, you know, yeah. I can hope. Speaking of being banned, in case you missed it, Mister James Dolan, Mister Owner of the Knicks, probably the worst owner in. All of sports, maybe, <laughs> if, you know. 
I think Knicks fans would agree with me. I think that's fair to say. Okay. Um, Banded a fan fan from MSG after said fan saw him walking by and yelled out, sell the team. And Mr. Dolan said, are you guys sell the team? How about you enjoy watching the games from from the comfort of your own home? He's like, what what, did I say? It's just an opinion. No, No, you're being rude. He said that? Yeah. He said, no, you're being rude. You know what? How about you enjoy the rest of the Knicks games from your house? Pointed at security. Security took a guy out. They booed him out on site. On site, bro. Video flown around the internet. Wow. Out. You're done. And guess who's coming to the uh, defense of the said fan? Mr. Charles Oakley. (laughs) Who's also been banned from MSG. (laughs) Of course he is. (laughs) Said that the NBA needs to discipline this man and take some... Type of action against him. That's stupid. James Dolan. That's stupid. What, he hurt your feelings, James? <laughs> Clearly he did, but it wasn't like offensive. <laughs> he, the guy was like, the guy simply, and the guy was just Why like. Why did he get so mad about that? I was I'm just, sure he's heard worse. I was just stating an opinion. He was like, no, no, it's not an opinion. It's just rude. <laughs> How dare you talk to me like that while I'm in, right in front of you? You can get your ass out of my stadium. You go home. You no come back. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Ridiculous. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I guess that guy was a really big fan of Porzingis. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Wow. That's such a sensitive... Wow. <laughs> I can't believe that. I can't make... You can't make the shut up, folks. Can you imagine if someone said that to Wick in, like, 2013 or, like, in 2006? He would just probably, like, laugh it off or not even, like, give the guy any attention. Ridiculous. Well, in case you missed it... Um, Girl repaired. I don't know... <laughs> That's so stupid. Yo, yo, I, I got. It's funny because it's Charles Oakley, but like, I, know, right? I got to side with Charles Oakley here. It's no, like, come on, true. man! Like, what are you doing here? Like, you remember right? The fact that he he's banned now because yeah, of this. he's he, but not only the, he didn't just fuck up his life, but like he he cannot go to a next game anymore. Next game, like honor him or uh, talking about any. No, 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 not him. Talking about the fam. Oh, <laughs> the fam. Okay, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know. <laughs> well. <laughs> That wasn't fair either, but yeah, that was messed me? up. No, for, for Oakley though, going back to Oakley real quick, th- that was messed up. Yeah, was. Oakley wasn't saying anything, wasn't being disrespectful. He just had a lot to drink. I just want to say what up. No, but I mean, <laughs> regardless of what he was trying to do, he, it didn't warrant that kind. And just of, because that kind he's of had you know penalty opinions, also opinions about the team and, and Mr. Dolan, and he's like, no, he's, he's got to go. And not only does he got to go tonight, he's he's never welcome back. So another another classic example of how this. Is the poor, the most poorly orga- run organization, like ever, the New York Knicks. Jeez. Well, in case you missed it, um, we I don't know. That guy on the podcast, I don't know if you get who. Oh, the fan. Yeah, yeah. Look, let's look for him. We should get you know what? Or you Oakley. We should get Oakley on the fan. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> fan. Let's hit no, him up. Let's yeah. get Oakley. Yeah, get Oakley on him. Paul Pierce. Uh, this is recently he's had a little segment on ESPN called the Truth Serum. Where he gets asked a question, and obviously... He takes truth serum? No, he doesn't take truth serum. Oh, the, okay. the segment is called Truth Serum. So. Ah, because there's a nickname. Picture. Exactly. <laughs> he takes truth serum? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Beetle comes up to him from behind without him noticing and stabs him in the neck with the you know, truth serum, and then he's got to say the truth. Yes. I cheated on my wife last night. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. All her life. I was just going to just ask you about you know who was the toughest defender to guard you, but okay. Um. <laughs> and so, and then <laughs> Jalen Rose, you was there. He was like, yo, bro, <laughs> yo, what the fuck, yo, yo, cut the commercial, bro. Cut the commercial. 
<laughs> Jalen just gets up and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear you just hear Mark Jackson, Mama, oh, there goes on, that man. Because he just got married. Come on, let's <laughs> give it one hundred, right? Mama, there goes that man. <laughs> True serum, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who thought of this? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Paul Pierce, during this truth serum, the last couple of segments that I've made, you know, I don't know, not headway, but, they've, you know, gone around the they, internet, they, they've gone, gone viral. They've gone viral, yeah. Gone viral is, um, what, who was LeBron James's biggest rival? What do you think he said? Oh, the truth. The truth. That is exactly what he said. Yeah. He said the truth. Epic battles. He says, me, Paul Pierce, have been his biggest rival. He's twenty-one and eighteen against him lifetime in the regular season. Three and two against you know him in the in the well, postseason. Yeah, no, I was gonna say yeah, from from a national know. standpoint, people don't know, but like these two during the regular season used to go at it. Mm. It was like epic battles. It was must see TV. Epic battles. It was like regardless of what the record was for the Celtics and what their playoff or the Cavs. hopes were, <laughs> or the Cavs, or for, the that, Cavs. for that matter. Yeah. Um, these two used to go at it. Paul Pierce's career high was against LeBron James, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. regular season and playoffs. Both, yes, yeah. yes. So there, there was that, and fifty points for regular season, and it was him saying that LeBron. Well, obviously he's got love for LeBron, right? <laughs> he believes that LeBron is not the best player in the league anymore, and it's James Harden. Is that what Sean had as number one? No, yes. he had Giannis. No, 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 no. He had Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he had Harden at number three. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know, Paul. No, I don't agree with that. Either. I don't know if I'm with you on that one. No, no, no. It, Best score? Okay. He's saying that sure. he's saying that his whole claim is because with CP3 out during that stretch that he put like Houston on his back. That's true. And I didn't see that coming. Um they they're now a top 3 team. They, that wasn't the case a couple months ago. Yeah, but I feel like they only they've only gone up to that to the third seed since Chris Paul's been back. Yeah. Yeah, he did hold them. He did hold them afloat. He held them in the playoff picture. But then once CP3 came back, is when they were able to go up in the standings, yeah. so to speak. You know, but that's not that's not his latest um, truth serum comment. The oh, latest truth serum comment one. is about Clay Thompson, and his and here and here and here's the quote: If you got Clay Thompson, if you, I'm sorry, if you got Clay down the stretch and you got me down the stretch, who do you want shooting a three? A three, not a, a three, shot. Not a, a three. Shot, a three. Like in in a clutch situation. That's it. That was his question on this on this particular segment. I mean, because he believes he's a better wing shooter than Clay Thompson. I think in a clutch situation. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking he about has a, he has if, a he has a point. If we're talking about a one on one situation, yes. But like if we're talking mean, about a play being drawn up, I don't know. I don't know. I have to go with Clay. Like. What about what about ten seconds left, no timeouts, and he's coming up the court? Yeah, Paul, give me Paul all day. But if we're talking about setting someone up for a three, yeah, like a like like a a, a set shot, it depends what you're talking about. Like if you're talking about give me a shot, Paul Pierce all day. If you're like talking I'm, about give me a three, like I'm talking about the type of shot, ISO like, off the dribble, yeah, exactly. I'm oh yeah, about like okay, Paul, yeah, over. Give me Paul. Give me Paul all day. Over LeBron, headband, right. LeBron fouling him and not getting that call, three-point in his eye. Okay, yeah. I'm with him. Absolutely. That's it. Of yeah. course. I mean, how many times has Paul done that? But at the same time, you have to remember that they're two very different scores. Yeah. You know, Clay can put the ball on the floor a bit, but not like Paul Pierce. You know? Clay can spot up better than Paul, but 
The footwork? Oh, Paul Pierce has him by a mile. Yeah. Damn. So what? He's got to say something hot takey now every week with his truth serum that's segment. Like, that's his. That's his little segment now. Right now. <sighs> See, I don't know. I don't know how I like that. And I'm a fan of Paul. Some people are not crazy about Paul on TV. I like Paul, Yo. but I don't like how I feel like they make him be the hot takey guy. Because then it's like it doesn't hold a lot of weight sometimes because it's just like, oh, here he goes again just saying something to be different and, and, and to get people attention think, and to get headlines. I think it's done for for him to be like the Charles of like the panel. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. You know? And then, yeah. and then people look at it as because like. Because Chauncey tries to be the Kenny. And I, then. I don't like Chauncey. You don't like Chauncey? I don't like Chauncey sometimes. Chauncey always, like, no matter what you say. I don't like Jalen sometimes. Chauncey, yeah, yeah, me too. I'm on you with that. But with Chauncey, though, sometimes whatever you say, even if it's a it's a, a true statement, he he's always it. like, really? Yeah. Like, it's always like, like right. it's always that. that and then, and then it's like, like where's, where's your rebuttal? I know, right? Yes, there's no, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's right. never a rebuttal. It's uh, always like, really, bro? Yeah. Like, you bring that up? He's like, oh, he'll just be like, nah, that's not, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, tell me why it's not. Are you no. telling me that? Yeah, I just, I, that's no. what I said. No, in the game, nah, man, that's not it. In the pregame against uh, the Celtics and Warriors, because it was on ABC, his his statement, and I don't know why nobody, you know, were like, no, that's not true. Like the way he does it, he says Kyrie Irving never passes. What? Mind you, Kyrie Irving is having a career year in assists. Yeah, and he's been averaging double doubles like crazy. Was this pregame? This was pregame. Oh, I was going to say because he he was passing the ball like crazy that game. I I believe he finished nineteen eleven. Yes. Yeah. Well, assist alone, like if you were to kind of like the hockey assist, like I mean, he really took a he 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 really uh, stepped aside and let let everybody else get going, which I think is 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 key when you're playing the like Warriors. Six or seven guys in double figures that game. Yeah. That's the type. That's the type of game that like the Celtics are like. When they play like that, yeah, ridiculous. That's when you see, yeah. what was it, thirty six assists yeah. or whatever it was, like thirty plus assists. Yeah. That's when you see we, because he, he's the head of the snake. He's the guy that has to swing the ball around. Yeah. He's the guy that has to set people up because he's going to be constantly um, getting double teamed. Yeah. So then, yeah. So with Chauncey, I feel like he doesn't. I don't think he watches like as much games as maybe like Paul Pierce. Mm. And then now with this little segment and and a lot of the other like statements that like. People put up make memes and shit for it. Makes it look like, oh, he's trying to compare himself to today's players, and he's doesn't want to let it go. He's having a hard time, you know, being retired. But we all know Paul Pierce is one of the most underrated guys of all time. Of all time, yeah. never mind being like a top scorer. He's gonna talk of his all shit. Time. He's gonna I mean, talk his shit. Exactly. He's, he's from he's from California. Rightfully so. He does know? that, and he, and he and he he's earned the right to do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's from California. Yeah. He's from California. Like, you know, like very braggadocious those Californians. California pretty much raised as a, as a Bostonian or, you know, New Englandite. So he's got the best of mm. both coasts. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um yeah, so in case you missed it, uh real quick, Jason Tatum and uh Kyrie Irving won the uh the Knuckleheads podcast. If you don't know who the Knuckleheads podcast is a players tri- tribune podcast hosted by Q Rich, Quinn Richardson. And Darius Miles. Remember, he used to do the two things you know, on the heads. That's that's what they call themselves, knuckleheads. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Paul Pierce being underrated, Q Rich knows that he's very underrated. <laughs> Man, that dude used to embarrass him back in the day. <laughs> Youngers don't know about that. Yeah, he's embarrassing when he was when he used to play for the Knicks. Yeah, when he used to play for Miami. He had a the Suns. very hard time with Paul Pierce throughout no. his career. Yeah, so much to bring him up. Yeah, so much to bring him up. Well, anyways, these two these two um, made an appearance on the podcast while they were out in L.A., and they talked about their uh, 
experiences at Duke, how they were recruited. And um, I thought it was an interesting podcast for the simple fact that Kyrie Irving had nothing but motivational like messages towards Tatum, talking about how like, shit, man, we got an opportunity here to like do something big with the with an historic franchise such as the Boston Celtics. Like we're you know we're about to do it, and I think that that goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode that when Kyrie's on that positive vibe, you know, like. We're gonna do it, type of attitude. It's like, contagious. It's contagious. Yeah, it's so contagious. And yeah, I especially think, for someone like Tatum, because he's he's taking him under his wing all year long. Yeah. And actually, you can even go back to last year, but um, this year it's been it's it's more evident. You can see that. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of times I, I know we always like to bust his balls saying that oh the, the Kobe Bryant effect and the Kobe Bryant workouts over the summer has made Jason Tatum this guy who you know, has never seen a shot he doesn't like. But I think Kyrie sort of encourages that. And I mean that in a good way. I don't mean that as, you know... Um, be selfish. Be selfish, <laughs> yeah. right. I think it's more as it's more of a, okay, this is the course of an 82-game regular season. You need to build your confidence more, not to say that he's not confident, but he needs to be in a space where he's able to to take those those tough shots. But he's also been going to the rack more, which I can't... Which I love. Yeah, I can't I stress that enough. Like I can't stress enough how much I love to see that. Um, like the, specifically against the Golden State Warriors, yeah. um, the road trip in general, the, the Sacramento Kings, man, he was doing it, but he missed a lot of layups, and it just, I just kept saying to myself, you know what, if, if he had been doing this all year long, he'd have 35, 40 points yeah, that night. Yeah. No Kyrie Irving, yeah. um, plenty of got to the line a lot, plenty of opportunities, got to the line a lot. Mm. I mean, no one, and we're gonna see that yeah. tonight. No one can guard him yeah. on the Kings. Like yeah. it's bad for them, yeah. you know. So hopefully we see more of that tonight. Uh, hopefully he plays, but we'll see. I mean, uh, again, like these two, I just I can't stress enough how important it is for him to 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 be consistent throughout the throughout the playoffs to to be um, better than what we saw in last year's postseason. Well, I you mean, know? I think for the Celtics to be successful in the postseason, they're gonna need him to be the same, if not just a, a notch above than what he was. Yeah, I think last you, I think you need him to be better. Yeah. You do. You know, yeah. you, you don't have home court. Got to be aggressive. Let's face it, I mean, regardless of what the numbers say, how much better was he throughout the course of the regular season? Well, I mean, so I, this is the time right yeah, now. Yeah, I think Zach hit it on the head. This is the like, time to you, you step like, it if up. Wanted to be, if, if, if Brad Stevens, is that when he coaches best is when this team is considered an underdog, then right now, being the fifth seed. This is it. This is the moment. So he's a player like Jason Tatum got to step it up. You know, we mentioned Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier. Those are the three guys that had successful a, a successful play, playoff run last season, and they're gonna need to turn it up a notch mm-hmm. this time around. So, you know, I, again, I like the podcast. If you haven't got a chance, check it out. It's the, the Knuckleheads podcast on yeah, the Players Tribune. It's a good, you know, hour fifteen minutes, but like it doesn't feel like it because it, they're just they're just all four of them are just shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. It's uncensored. They talked about everything. So it's I, like an episode of Cause Sheet podcast. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, without the celebrities. Without the <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. We've had Antoine on here, you know. Speaking of Antoine, you know, is, is there anybody who has, has shit on Kyrie Irving as much as Antoine has this <laughs> Yo, season? He's going on like a campaign now. No. it's like all right, bro, we get yeah. it. And then we saw what happened out west. I mean, granted, Kyrie wasn't dropping like fifty points a night, but it's just like. Okay, come yeah, on. Yeah. I, I think he's looking a little more Celtic nowadays. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, think, I think we got to get Twan back get, on the Get podcast. off his case. Definitely got to get Twan back on the podcast. It's a good idea. Yeah. We'll touch base, get an yeah. update. I mean, you know, because all his predictions have been pretty pretty spot on. Yeah. Not. <laughs> Love you, Twan. And that's all I got <laughs> for. I'm sure he listens. This 
Pavone's edition of In Case You Missed It. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, um, Tatum is probable for against the Kings. He had he practiced um, the whole time. Didn't sit out at any part part of the part of the workout. So expecting to play against the Kings and the rest of the season, I guess, <laughs> barring any major. Marcus Smart is uh, he's out sick, but uh, questionable. <laughs> he's a little scum right now. All right, and. Uh, <laughs> And and D Tice, Daniel Tice also sick, you know. Uh, there must have been, you know, passed around some stuff on the plane. Who knows? That's all right, Tice. Tay, when'd you when you sit this one out? <laughs> I'm a little, little ticed out. Come on. Nah, I'm a little ticed Come on. Come on. Shemmy. All right. Shemmy in there. That's some Shemmy up. Looked awful against the Clippers, but get him in there anyways. Damn it. So this home stretch. That's what happens when you don't let him play enough. All right. <laughs> it's like that guy in the high so, school team, as soon as he gets out there, he's nervous because it's like he doesn't he never gets to play. <laughs> Well, Shemmy, Ojale, play him. No, Shemmy had some. Shemmy had some shit to say after the Houston game, and it's well, not even at, during the Houston game. Remember? Was, oh, that's right. During yeah, the timeout, so long ago. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? During during yeah. the, the timeout, the first timeout of the, of, the, of, the, of the second half, he was. He like, said, "Coach, put me in." He was like, well, uh, bef- uh, "Other than that, he no, said, I'm just he he didn't say that. <laughs> no, he didn't say that." <laughs> during the timeout, he screamed out to his to his teammates, "Wake the fuck up!" Yeah, type shit, you know. And then he probably said, "Coach, put me in," you know. So maybe it's maybe it's they're like, whoa! If this dude is noticing that we're fucking up, then maybe we should get our shit together. So, good old Shimmy. So what do you think? This whole or they're stretch? like, yo, you don't even play, bro. Shut up. I know. <laughs> Kings, who's that? The Kings, Hawks, and the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Oh, it. Even though he's, mm. <laughs> yeah, he's a. IT's not necessarily in the rotation, but for some uh, reason I get the feeling he's going to play a little bit against the yeah. Celtics. But we'll see. For some um, reason that made breaking news. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling good about this. You know, if you're the Celtics, you have to love the fact that you got a couple of days off after the, uh, the West Coast road trip. You have days in between all these games. Um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, Celtics. Granted, that Nuggets game is going to be a, a, a tough matchup. You also have the 76ers after that on the road. But um, I'm, I'm saying three and zero. Yeah. This homestand, three and zero. I like it. Three and zero. I mean, you only have seven home games left, so um, yeah, you, you got to take advantage of them. You got to mm-hmm. win them. You know, you got to try to win them all. I mean, let's yeah. face it. Let's let's be realistic here. I mean, you take all those home games and you turn them into wins, and you're playing against teams that I mean, besides the Nuggets and besides the um, the Nets, those are the only playoff teams you're facing at home for the rest of the way. So. Take advantage of it. You know, you, yeah. you got teams like the Wizards coming to town. You got teams like the Orlando Magic. Uh, you know, teams that teams that you should be able to beat the the, the Miami Heat. I guess technically they're a playoff team, but um, those are favorable matchups for the Celtics at home. And with the Denver Nuggets being the uh, the, the toughest out of those seven games, seven games remaining um, at TD Garden, you got to you got to win mm-hmm. them all. You know. By the yeah, way, I'm going I'm going three and zero. Cool. By the way, I told you the Celtics were losing because the Clippers, man. Doc, whenever Doc has a chance to beat the Celtics, he doesn't waste those yeah, opportunities. Yeah, he loves that. He doesn't waste those opportunities. He really does. Yeah. So, I mean, don't sleep on Orlando, too, man. Orlando just beat the Warriors. I know, I know. I feel like everybody's being the Warriors these days, but still. Yeah, man. Come on. <laughs> it's the Warriors, bro. Come on, bro. Fucking Warriors suck. Bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> That's the, this is the new Warriors. Yeah. You think IT gets his, finally gets his tribute? Video? Yeah, he does. Yeah? Cool. He does. All right. He does. You'll see a lot of the uh, playoff moments and all that fun stuff and Standing O for IT. I bet you the TD Garden will get louder than Toronto did for DeMar DeRozan. 
<laughs> no one stood up. No one even stood up. I, I can't get over that. I'm like, yo, this what dude. Like eight years? Eight years? Yeah. No, like more years. than that. More than that? Yeah. Nine years? The only Something team he's like ever played for. Yeah, that's true. That's tough. I mean, it's Toronto. He didn't want to leave. He got traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was pissed off, dude. Fucking he's still pissed off. Him and Lowry cried. Yeah. They held each other. <laughs> Had a moment. They consoled each other. They fucking cried for weeks in each other's arms. Jeez. <laughs> Guy comes back for the first time and just people just, okay, you you applauded, but can you stand up? Can you stand up for a few minutes? Jeez. <laughs> Well, Toronto, man, I don't know. It's like, yo, you're not one of us anymore. We don't have to give you all that. Yeah. Here today, gone tomorrow. Jeez. That's it. How soon they forget. Well. All right, let's get up out of here. Um, last thing I want to mention, um, Joel, happy birthday, bro. Oh, shit. It's another, another birthday in the books. Oh, that's right. It's, it's my birthday. <laughs> what are you, you Frank the Tank, bro? <laughs> Forgot your birthday? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Any big plans? We're getting rowdy? Um, well, did you has the uh, the luxury of, of your, your birthday being around St. Patty's Day when guys are out, see, that's out not, and about, see, that's people not partying? A it's not a luxury. It's a luxury, much, man. Much people think. People, because, are, people are out there partying. Yeah, people are down to go out. Now, let me tell you why it's not a luxury. Got the weekend. When I ask people, like, yo, we hanging out this weekend? That's the first thing that pops up in their mind. Oh, for St. Patty's Day? Nah, man, for the celebration of my birth. For, uh, yeah, sure, sure, St. Patty's Day, yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> and then when you actually go out and chill with them, and then someone drops, like, yo, happy birthday. Oh, shit, it's your birthday, too? Yo, what? <laughs> like, what? Yo, we've only known each other for, like, a decade. But, yeah, it's cool. Has your birthday always been around St. Patty's Day? Uh, yeah. Nah, man, since, it, changed, it changed about five years ago. Since the day I was born, bro. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> bro, that's a sick birthday. <laughs> I'm get that all the time. <laughs> wow, yeah. man, I just... Why did I never notice that? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, I guess. I'm not exaggerating. I've, I've gotten that question before. Yo, has your birthday always been around? Well, for me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has your birthday always been around Memorial Day? Yeah. 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 Yeah, all my life. Yeah. doesn't change. No, I change it. You know, it's like it's like Easter every year. <laughs> I, I decide when I want to have like Holy Week, you know, Ash Wednesday. I go, no, you know what? I'm going to do it in February this year. Nah, 10 years ago, I changed it. <laughs> I figured it was better for this week. Yeah, that's a good idea, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah I right. changed my birthday. Yeah. It used, you know, be, it used to be January. Yeah. People, you know, people usually, you know, they go on vacation and stuff. So I decided, yeah, you know, I'm going to change it up now. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, bro. Thanks. Good looks. Uh, you know what? It's a big 3 5, bro. What? Yeah, man. Yeah. No, you knew that. Don't act like you were surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm surprised. What? Surprised you're saying this into the microphone right now. It's all good. It's all good. You know. Hey. That just that just means that just means, or at least that's what I, I want it to mean that what I say when it comes to the sport of basketball <laughs> holds a lot more weight. Holds now. a lot more weight because I've been watching this goddamn sport for uh, over two decades now. Come on, talking well, about well, talking about decades. three decades now. Jeez. You know? It's like it's like Vince Carter. You know how they say like if he plays next year, he will yeah. have played in every like decade. He'd be the first person. Like the nineties, you know, two thousand, you know, so Four. so for me it's like I've been watching basketball since like, you know, the late eighties, the nineties. They weren't always fun in the nineties, by the way, in the early two thousands. <laughs> but hey, a fan's a fan. Two thousands, two thousand tens, you know, and so forth. So it's all good. Man, time flies. Blessed. Blessed to see another year. And um and I, I should I should I should research the Celtics record on my birthday because they play quite often on my birthday. Yeah, or if yeah. not, maybe like actually, yeah, you probably see a, a, yeah. a, you get a good sample size. The first, I was gonna say because sometimes it's either the day after yeah. or the day 
the day of. It's usually yeah. one or the other. Yeah, no, the day the the my very first Celtics game at the old Boston Garden was on my birthday. Against the Phoenix Suns. That's your squad too. On your actual Suns. birthday. On my too. actual birthday. Little known little known fact about me, I was a Charles Barkley fan growing up. And I got to see him play live. And there's a good chance that that's a that's the game that changed him to his. And life. that's the same. <laughs> that's the sure. same season that he won his MVP and went into the finals. And well, I thought he would have challenged Michael Jordan, but it was it was closer series than people give it credit for. Yeah, triple <laughs> overtime game is a classic. Oh my god, dude, dude! Like I was supposed to go to bed. Pops fell asleep, and I got to watch those, those three overtimes. Yeah, I fell asleep too. <laughs> you know, well, it was everyone, way past my bedtime. Everyone was knocked out. I just kept saying, "Yo, this game's got to end because I'm gonna get in trouble." But anyways, <laughs> good times, good times. Oh man, I love it. All right, guys, make sure you give Joel a shout out. Give a little birthday shout out uh, as we approach the weekend. Hit us up, of course, um, on Twitter at Causeway Street. Uh, check us out, CausewayStreet.com. A lot of content going up right now. Uh, Joel's been on a roll right now. Pumping out a lot, of, a lot of stuff. It's just, it just comes to me. I don't know. It's just you know. <laughs> you know I, I, it's, I feel it's, you. It's Pisces season. I don't know what to it's tell you. In the in the zone. <laughs> so check us out, and of course, uh, hit us up. You know, let us know. Let us know what you think about this uh, Celtics team as we uh, hit the final stretch here. Subscribe to us. We d- deep in the fourth quarter here of the regular season. It's going to be gone before you know it, and then it's going to be the postseason. It's going to get really uh, interesting. And then we won't see sway. And then <laughs> subscribe, of course, on iTunes. Yeah, and then I don't sleep anymore. That's <laughs> usually, how the postseason goes, uh, but it's still fun. Because Celtics have gone pretty deep in the playoffs the last couple of years. And we're hoping we'll see the same thing this year. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's see what happens between now and the, the rest of the regular season. One game at a time, folks. And um, We'll get Sean back in here next week. And uh, we'll see who else we can get in here. You know, get a couple of guests lined up for the rest of the, uh, for the, rest of the way here. Um, appreciate the support. Of course, hit us up on um, iTunes. Hit, subscribe to us. Give us a rating. And, you know, just anything. Come on, man. We've been asking you. Asking you guys to do this for a while. <laughs> Rate us on iTunes. Don't just subscribe well, we when we, 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 we give away another pair of towels, right? Don't just subscribe yeah. when we got like contests going on. You know, this is why we don't have contests, you know, as much as we would like because we're like, where are the subscribers? <laughs> and we know you listen because yeah. we see the numbers, but we got we got we need those subscribers, so hit us up. If not, we'll have okay, you know what? If not, we'll do another contest and and you know what? If if we don't see a single subscriber between actually I don't even want to say this because they're yeah, probably right. not gonna subscribe. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. It's oh, not gonna be a great prize. We'll, we'll say that. Gonna, we'll say that. We're gonna get a pair of tickets and you guys are not gonna sit next to your buddy. How about that? Right? <laughs> just just to, just to be assholes. We'll put one guy in the balcony and the other guy in a freaking loge, <laughs> just to fuck with you. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hand them out an envelope so we don't know who's gonna get what. <laughs> be a nice surprise. <laughs> two tickets for two different games. How about that? Right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Fucking backhanded fucking uh, reward. All right. I'm rambling here. We're <laughs> up out of here. Until next week, guys. See you. Peace.